Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Time now for the Danny Mac Show with BK, getting you inside the cards and St. Louis sports on 101 ESPN. Hey, this is a special day. It's a very special day as we close in on Christmas, Christmas Eve on uh, Friday. Christmas yeah, it's will be Saturday. Day, Dan. You uh, have rudely interrupted me in this <laughs> massive intro I had for you. The newly married BK has returned. Now, I this, apologize to many of you. No, 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 no. You you have been missed. Um, I think Tanner that we uh, we covered uh, admirably, but yet we were missing our cohort in BK. We, we tried our best. I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. And then yesterday, you, you left us out on um, an hey, island. Listen, Dan, I wish I would have been here, too. Trust me, it was much better than what I was dealing He's with. He's not the only one. He was, quote, unquote, feeling under the weather yeah. coming home from his honeymoon. I accidentally yeah. drank some of the water in the Dominican Republic. Don't recommend doing it. Don't recommend you it at all. You didn't do bottled water? No, I did. I think when I was in the shower, this is just a guess. I don't know what happened. You were but drinking in the shower? My assumption would be... I was in the shower. I probably mm. opened my mouth. Some of the water got into uh, my stomach. My stomach did not respond kindly. I think my assumption would be is that you were hungover. <laughs> okay. I'll just, let's just be water. honest. Yep. There's probably some of that that was mixed <laughs> into it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, BK returns, and uh, I, I do have a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, please, Dan. Okay. There's nothing going on in sports. Normally, I would say let's get to whatever's happening. There's, there's No, no, no. Here. There's plenty to get into, and we will. Luke Korak is going to be our guest at 1030. As, uh, the NHL is not going to play in the Olympics, and we'll get an update on what's happening with uh, the, the Blues and the NHL. So looking forward to that with Lou. And we have the Bragging Rights game. We got Mizzou, Illinois tonight. We got uh, Missouri football in the Armed Forces Bowl against Army. They're at a five and a half point underdog going into that game tonight. Brady Cook so, in the start. St. Louisan. That's right. And uh, no Beatty. So mm-hmm. we'll see how they fare with that with their top running back not in action tonight. I have no problem with that, by the way. But we no, can talk decision. about that. Okay. So um, first of all, the wedding. Everything you thought it might be. Did it turn out well? And and then some. Um, as you know, Dan, from I'm sure your wedding experience and plenty of the people in our audience listening right now probably had a similar experience. There's a point in time where you're just like, okay, I'm just ready for the wedding to come and go. Like, I, I'm done with all of the planning. I'm done with hearing about how much we are spending on this thing. I'm just, I'm ready for the wedding to be here so that way we Understood. can move past this time in our lives, right? And so I got there probably week, two weeks ahead of, t- of the actual wedding itself. And you almost like are wishing away the time. And it stinks to say that, but it's true in some regard. You just want to get it done. Exactly. And then you get to the actual wedding itself, the, the rehearsal dinner, and then you see so many friends. And then you're just like the day after you're legitimately sad because it's the first time I've seen a lot of those people in a really long time. We had 250 people that showed up. Almost everybody that had said they were going to be there that RSVP'd actually showed up, which is not always the case. It was an unbelievable three or four days because we had the rehearsal dinner on Thursday and then we we all hung out. A lot of the guys did, you do did that on at, Friday. By the way? Uh, a place called Ruiz, a Mexican restaurant out okay. in Florissant area. Uh, they 
had the whole restaurant opened up. It was the first time they've opened up since the pandemic, the inside of their restaurant. So we were kind of the guinea pigs for them. It was an nice. amazing experience. Uh, Friday, a lot of the guys hung out at Big A's and then went over to uh, – Ameristar out in St. Charles. It was great. Won a little bit of money on blackjack. That was a fantastic night before uh, the wedding. Unfortunately, there was also a tornado that's touched. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which could have gone better. Classic PKO right there, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I was out of town because I was going to go to your wedding, and I was going to try to race back, and we did try to get back. But the uh, that that Friday night, man, and thoughts and prayers and Godspeed to all those people that have suffered through it. Holy smokes, was that scary. So I was I was traveling right through that. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to drive right into the tornado that touched down in St. Charles. We were at my uh, now wife's um, parents. So my, I guess my parents and my in-laws. Yes, uh, we were at that their would be place the in-laws. <laughs> all new lingo for me, Dan. Uh, we were taking my dog over there because they were going to watch her while we had all of the people over for the wedding. So I was taking them over in f- f- uh, Florissant, Hazelwood area. We get ready to leave. We're going back to St. Charles. Turn on the the news because it's obviously bad outside. Yeah. And I'm listening to it, and they're like, well, we uh, we have a confirmed touchdown in the St. Charles area. I'm like, okay, maybe we'll be okay. We're going to Maristar. That's where we're heading. So uh, it's right at 94 and 70. Looked over at my buddy who's in the car with me. Hey, Jeff, uh, I think we're going to circle back to their place. We're going to stay there for a while. I I make jest of it because it's the only way that you can. But seriously, it was a brutal night here in St. Louis. No question. Um, Okay, so let's go to the wedding. Everything went off without a hitch, right? Okay. Yeah. Now let's go to the post game. Uh Uh-huh. My man over here, Tanner, has the line of the year so far. So so we came back from uh, that weekend, and I'm hosting on that Monday. I said, well, Tanner, give me a little play-by-play, you know, how to go. And he said, well, this, he said, Saxy was cutting up a rug. He said, Saxy was all over it. Saxy was getting after it. Yeah. And uh, I'm taking him to a bar with me. <laughs> and Tanner says, Tanner, what was your line? Go ahead and tell it. I'm not sure if I remember exactly what I said, but it was something like I went to BK's wedding and I went home alone. Yeah. He was, oh, he wow. said, I was very upset that I went home alone. Hey man, that's on you. <laughs> And I, I didn't expect to get that. I mean, not everybody had the same experience that Tanner did. Let's, hey, let's let's just pick, draw the picture for the listeners. I mean, Tanner is 21, going on 12. 72 and 12. Also, yeah, heart and, of heart of a 72 year old looks of a 12. So I'm old. just I'm just like you know how how to go you know how were things and then he's like well I was kind of disappointing because I went home alone. I whoa, hold on, <laughs> Tanner. I mean, state facts, you know. What would you say was the most common response when people uh, from my side of the family, from Kara's side of the family, a lot of her family listens to the station. When they saw you and met you for the first time, what do you think was the most common response? I can tell you, I I think the most common response, I actually didn't get a lot of the, wow, you're a lot younger than I thought. It was actually, oh, okay, just kind of recognize the name and put a face to it now. Except for Keith. Keith's response was to me, when I shook his hand after the wedding and introduced myself, he said, man... You really are younger than you look younger than what they say you are. I said, "All right, I'll take it." Oh, that's great! It was amazing. I re- he came up. Tanner came up to me after uh, after Keith said that to him. He was like, "Dude, your father-in-law just told me I look even younger than I sound." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it's accurate." <laughs> so, and I always felt like after our wedding, when I got married many many years ago. It was kind of like once we got settled in on the honeymoon and even on the plane, we went to Hawaii. That was where we went. And um, 
it was we were just kind of sleeping and you know it was a long night oh, it just dude. yeah you, you know it's 48 hours 72 hours of just non-stop right so you're just kind of catching up then you go to the beach and you're relaxing and you're kind of like replaying things in your head oh yeah and i'm like oh did you see this guy or didn't it wasn't that cool or was it this fun and all that stuff so my question to you bk did anybody make a complete idiot out of themselves at your wedding where you and Kara go Oh man, did you see Joe Blow? I mean, Honestly, holy no. T- Tanner, did you see anybody that you felt like, wow, that guy looks like an idiot? Like, you don't have to name names, but I don't. I don't remember anybody. Okay, really so being they that all way. kept it on yeah. the rails. Yeah, right. I, I didn't really know. I mean, so I will say one of the mistakes that I made in my uh, my wedding planning, my signature drink was an old fashioned. What's an old fashioned? So it, typically it's whiskey with bitters and sugar. And depending on where you go, they might throw in either um, a cherry or the orange peel. Right. This is a wedding venue. So it was basically just whiskey. Yeah, right. <laughs> just straight whiskey. What I didn't think about. So one of our party favors was we had a bunch of the plastic cups. If you've ever been to Columbia where Mizzou's at. You know a lot of the bars have the plastic cups that they use, right? And yeah. we met at Mizzou, so that was kind of a yeah, throwback to, to that, it. right? Yeah. So we got like 500 plastic cups from a bunch of the different bars out in the Columbia area, and that's what we used for the night for people to drink out of. Easier than the glass, nobody's breaking anything, felt like the right thing to do. But what I didn't think about is that they're like 22 ounces. <laughs> <laughs> so so if, big pours, 22 ounces, gotcha. Yeah, it was basically two two ice with a lot of Jim Beam. That's, is the way that they made the old fashions hey. that I asked for. So Kara's uh, would, would have. Hey, it's your wedding, man. Kara, no, it was great. I didn't have any of them. I only went to the bar once. And people were just bringing me uh, drinks, basically just Mick Ultras all night long. Um, but one of Kara's members of the family, we saw him the next morning. <laughs> he was, he looked rough. <laughs> and I asked, hey, well, what's going on? How you feeling? He's like, man, those old fashions. I think I had seven of them. Ooh. Ooh. And by the end of the night, Dang. I'm pretty sure I felt like I had seven of them. So that was the only mistake that I made in the in the wedding planning. So uh, <laughs> 314. So every available girl was trashed and Tanner still did not pick anyone up. To be fair, a lot of them were taken. Yeah. Or at least that's what he said. A lot of them were taken. Yeah. Tanner, though, said to me, I, he, goes, I was I don't fearful. Care if, he said, I don't care if they're taken. Yeah. I was, showing up. I was fearful that, <laughs> I believe that he said that. <laughs> and I had Jamie as a wingman, so of course. Oh my goodness. Well, it's good to have you back, BK, and congratulations to thank you, thank you, you and Kara and uh, a long, fruitful, I've awesome got a ring marriage. on my hand, and this is a weird thing to have. Do you, you play with it a lot? I always played I with do. mine. It's it's a strange feeling. I, I've never been one to wear like rings or watches or anything on my hands or wrists, so that's it feels very heavy. Yeah. Strange. Trust me. Welcome to life, though, right? It feels heavy for different reasons. Life's changed for you, buddy. In a good way, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. In only the best of ways. So congratulations, man. Seriously, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. It's it was, great to it have was you an back. unbelievable, what felt like probably for many people, three weeks of my life uh, for me. Uh, we missed you, man. About 10 days. It's great. We missed you. Uh, Luke Korak is coming up at 1030. Back to more of the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. All right.
right, so BK is back from his wedding and honeymoon. And as many of you know, BK is a guy that follows Mizzou sports very closely. I wanted to get into this before um, we visit with Luke Korak coming up. Um, and I, 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 I think it could be a tough night for Mizzou. I would love to see him stay close with the, the Fighting Illini in basketball. Anything can happen in these bragging rights games when you get the atmosphere and and it's it is different. I've been to multiple, I mean a ton of these, probably fifteen of these games, and uh, I always found that it was hard to judge how the game would play out, even when teams were heavily favored, yeah, because of the atmosphere. Now I would imagine we've got probably fifteen to sixteen thousand tonight, and maybe by the end of the night could be a lot of orange in the seats. You know, if there's a blowout going on. And Illinois is really good. That's that is a good basketball team. I'm not sold on Mizzou, obviously at all. No, I actually think that they should just play the young kids. If Conzo is going to come back, I would play the young kids. I would take my lumps and say, look, I'm going to get better with that. I would uh, nudge, nudge some kids out of the program. I try to go transfer portal and then you know keep recruiting as as well as I can. Uh, but let's talk about tonight. I, I think it's going to be a very. Let's start with basketball. I think it's going to be a very, very tough night for Missouri and. If they can hang in the first 10 minutes, then all bets are off. But if they start getting the doors blown off in the first 10 minutes, Illinois will run away with that thing, and it could get ugly. Kofi should have 40 tonight. He might. I, I, I'm not kidding. It, there is nobody on Missouri's team that can defend Kofi Coburn in the in the interior. He's He should legitimately have 30 points and 20 rebounds. Like yeah. I, I am not overestimating it at all. If Illinois is smart, and they are, they are a very good basketball well program with a great coaching staff. My my game plan from the very beginning is we are getting the ball to Kofi. He's getting a touch at least on every single possession for the first like five to six minutes of the game because there is nobody on the interior that Mizzou can put in on, on him. They're not. And I wonder if they try to junk defense with him. You know, they're going to have to throw things at him like that. Um, extend possessions as much as they can. Although I've watched some of the Missouri games. They try to extend possessions and they just don't have anybody can put it put it in the hole. No. You know, you get I mean, to the end, and you you need somebody to be able to make that shot, and they don't have anybody to make the shot. They're one of the worst shooting teams in the country. BK, they're 185th nationally in offensive efficiency, mm-hmm. number 289 in offensive turnover percentage. That ain't good. And in terms of shooting threes, I mentioned this the other day. They had that like four game stretch where they had eight threes total, something like that. But uh, they're not shooting threes well. They're they're right around I think like twenty two. I was looking at the numbers last night. Twenty two, twenty three percent. Yeah, they're twenty four percent, which is good for three hundred and fifty fifth in the country. Dan, there are three hundred and fifty seven teams in college basketball. Yikes, Ken yeah. Palm. I always like to go into Ken Palm and looking at the projections of games. He's got a seventy six sixty two win for Illinois over Mizzou tonight at Enterprise Center. Um, and Illinois has, obviously, uh, Coburn is is a big-time player. Um, you look at Grandison, you look at Plummer, you look at Trent Frazier. I mean, this is a good team, so yeah. it's going to be tough for them. Now, I know you really get into the football aspect of Mizzou and, and basketball, so don't. I'm not trying to disrespect you here. I wouldn't do it's that team, to you. Dan. I know. So we got the Armed Forces Bowl tonight, which, by the way, I do wonder how that affects attendance for basketball, you know, if you're really a, a diehard Mizzou fan, you're win, lose or draw. You're coming to the bragging rights game. If you're a diehard, you're probably going to football over basketball. And this year, especially when Mizzou basketball isn't that great. I, I wonder what the crowd is going to be like. I'm going to go back to basketball here for a second. I do wonder what the crowd is going to be like uh, knowing that the football team is in action. It's a bowl game. 
You don't have to travel that far if you wanted to go. You could drive there. Um, I, I just, you know, it'll be curious to see how that, that thing plays out for the Mizzou crowd at, at Hoops. I think there are a few issues. One, it's a midweek game. Um, for the bragging rights as opposed to being uh, falling on the weekend. Uh, that uh, that always helps the attendance, especially as when it's a night game. Um, it, the other issue that you've got is the team just isn't very good and has given yeah. you no real reasons for optimism so far this year. Uh, the Utah game was nice. It was good to see Mizzou at least come out on top in that one and give themselves a chance to have some sort of stability this year. But uh, when you've got a team that is really struggling the way that Mizzou has so far this season – and it's a midweek game, and you've got the football team playing on the same night, I wouldn't expect a big crowd for the basketball game. Compared to the typical crowd that you expect, you'll see some, but not not the typical bragging rights crowd. The other issue, Dan, I don't know that you're going to see a big crowd for Mizzou down in Dallas no. either, just because it's it's not a game that a lot of people were really excited about, which is disappointing because I actually do think it's an intriguing matchup. Army's pretty darn good. And this is a game that could be legitimately intriguing. But I think for a lot of Mizzou fans, they were hoping for a different bowl game given the way that the season finished. Well, let's face it. I mean, the conference chooses, uh, what, they had 13 postseason eligible mm-hmm. teams coming out of the SEC, and the last one to get the draw was Mizzou in this bowl. Um, I had looked I, I uh, just a couple of moments ago. Line has jumped to 6.5 with Beatty out. So it was 3.5. Tyler Beatty uh, will not play tonight. I would imagine there are some, I, I would guess this. I would think a lot of fans would look at it and go, you know what? I'm okay with him not playing. He He's had a hell of a year. He's going to the NFL. He will get drafted. Uh, running backs don't typically go, it seems like, unless you're just off the charts, very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got he's to gotta think about his future. And the coaching staff even said that, too. Um, this isn't a national championship game. This is the Armed Forces Bowl, and I don't think you need to take that risk in getting hurt. I like the fact that, as a fan, I wish he was playing. Don't get me wrong. He gives Mizzou the best chance to win. However, um, this is about a young man's future, and you get hurt in that game, and you go, really, was it worth it? And, you know, a year from now, are people talking about the Armed Forces Bowl that you won or lost or didn't, you know, tied, whatever? I don't care. No. So... Let him sit out. Let him make sure he gets his best opportunity to get drafted high. And again, he's had a great year, so I, I have no problem with the, with the you know the decision that he made for he and his family. And ultimately, Eli Drinkwood stepping up in a press conference a couple of days ago, I believe it was, or maybe even yesterday, and said, "No, we we met and we thought as a staff this was probably the right thing to do." Yeah, it was the absolute right decision. I was surprised all along that they were having him practice and that he was even giving it a, a consideration. Probably to play didn't in this even game. let him. They probably put a jersey on him and said do not touch this young man there's no reason to like he has done everything he needed to this year he broke the single season rushing record he was an unbelievable player for mizzou and now the next goal is very clear get drafted as high as you can go go train for the draft and uh, assert yourself well in the nfl next season that he doesn't need to be playing against army in the armed forces bowl he just these games i I, i'm excited to watch this game tonight mizzou wins this game an army, and this no disrespect to army, but I like men. You know, Tanner, wipe that little smirk off your face. I, I'm worried Sorry, about I'm their for army defense tonight. against the option without Martez Manuel. I understand and a, that. Yes. A couple of their defensive linemen, and I am worried about what the offense is going to look like without, without Beatty, the yeah. all everything player and, that's and been a there quarterback that really hasn't played all that much. I think he'll be better. <laughs> I'm not worried about the quarterback. Well, play. Let me ask you this though: Why do you make this decision for this bowl game and you and the Arkansas game you're waiting and other games you are waiting? I, don't get it. I, I, I that's kind of baffling to me and that's something that does fall on the head coach and needs to be asked like why would you do this here 
and he made it an open competition going into this bowl game, which, again, you've had a month or so to prepare for it, but clearly there were times when you probably needed to make that switch to move the ball or to just you know get something going and he didn't do it their quarterback was actively holding back the team for the last three weeks of the regular season yeah that's it's kind of baffling that they didn't do this i don't understand it at all i didn't understand it at the time i do think it is the right decision to go with brady cook in this game i wouldn't mind it if they decided that connor basilek is their third quarterback tonight and give tyler macon some opportunities as well he can run he's somebody that can bring some different elements to the offense that basilek just flat out cannot right now So I think it's the right decision for tonight. I'm confused as to why they didn't make it earlier. The other thing on the Tyler Beatty decision, Dan, and I do think if you're a Mizzou fan and you're listening to this and you're down in Dallas right now, for example, I didn't love the way they handled it prior to yesterday. I do think they ultimately made the right decision in not having Tyler Beatty play. I don't like that if you're a Mizzou fan and you bought tickets, you did so believing that Tyler Beatty was going to play. And then the day before the game, they come out and say he's not going to be playing. I think that's wrong to do for your fans. I, I, I just think it's a little misleading and it's it's misguided. So I, I don't like the way they handled it, even though they came, in my opinion, to the right decision in the end. By the way, this let's see if you agree with this statement. Could this be the fastest bowl game yes. in terms of uh, <laughs> hours, minutes played that uh, we see on the bowl schedule? I mean, Army is going to run and run and run. And, you know, Missouri is ranked number 124 out of 130 teams against the Rush. And they've been better. They they did. They, they were better against Arkansas. But then you had <laughs> you had games against, uh, well, I'd say Florida, the South Carolina game. Uh, I'm sorry, the Arkansas game was not good no. against the run. The other two were. But it's clear this is what. Army does. Army They're going to through 100 times this year. Right. They're going to pound this season. it. <laughs> so the clock is going to run and uh clock man, you know, you may want to get a look at that Mizzou offense and you, you're, you're going to walk away from this game going, I really didn't learn anything because they never had the ball. They'll probably have six to eight possessions. And normally right. they have like 15 to 20 in exactly. your typical SEC up and down type of a game. So yeah, it's, it's going to go quick. I would expect it to be relatively low scoring, like 24, 20, that type of a game. Um, I think Mizzou probably covers, but I do think ultimately Army wins this one. That's BK. I'm Danny Mack. BK back from his wedding. Great to have him back. And uh, we will talk to Lou Korak. Some big news coming out of the National Hockey League. We'll do that next on 101 ESPN. Back to more of the Danny Mack Show with BK on 101 ESPN. Luke Korak covers the uh, St. Louis Blues day in and day out. That's BK. I'm Danny Mac Tanner with us as well. And uh, it's 10 or yeah, 1039 here in St. Louis. Getting ahead of myself. Then I was going to go back to 939. I was like, no, it's not 939. It's 10. It's uh, 1039 here in St. Louis, BK. So let's uh, welcome in Luke Korak. Hey, uh, Lou, happy holidays to you. And uh, thanks for hopping on again with us. We always appreciate your time. Absolutely, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, let's start with this. Just the the postponement of games until after uh, the Christmas holiday. What, what's your reaction to that? What do you think the league reaction is, the Blues players' reaction? Just a general thought on shutting down some of these games. Well, it's been all over the place, obviously. we um, You know, let's start with the Blues. We heard from a couple of them a couple of days ago after the Winnipeg game. And I think there's... Um, just a sense of maybe some growing frustration of uh, some of these guys just want to play hockey and you've heard it. And I know, um, you know, 
people are on both sides of uh, whether they are with them or against them. You know, this is a pandemic that you're dealing with here. How could you have such selfish feelings? Yada, yada, yada. I've, I've heard, I've heard everything here, but uh, I think these guys are, you know, they feel like they're, they're fully vaccinated. Um, guys are showing the majority of them anyway, that I've heard they're, are showing mild to relatively no symptoms. Um, they're wondering why they're getting tested so much. Uh, all this stuff keeps coming up, and uh, guys just want to, you, you know, you get the growing sense that they just want to play hockey. Um, personally, guys, I really, you know, you're shutting things down for, what, four days here? I don't know what's going to change between now and when these guys are allowed to return to the ice again on Sunday, and that's when the Blues are going to come back and practice and, you know, Fingers crossed they're going to resume their schedule on Monday against the New Jersey Devils here. Uh, but this is where the league is at. I mean, they feel like, you know, they have to do something, you know, with, with them testing as much as and, and as often as they are with these players. Cases are growing. Uh, guys are going into isolation. They're going into protocol. And teams are, teams, you know, multiple teams are getting strapped and uh, really to, uh, to no end here right now. So they feel like they need to do something, um, whether – just this small pause is going to be enough. Uh, personally, I don't know how much this is going to help, but they feel like it's going to. So this is the first step in uh, what I feel is an ongoing and a, and a fluid situation, really. So, Lou, I, I'm with you. I don't know how much change is really out of this. I think this probably was more about, hey, during the holidays, let's not try to get these guys caught up in Canada. And I think that's part of the issue here for the league is, Okay, so the NFL can go to this new testing protocol where basically it's don't ask, don't tell. We'll see what happens, and hopefully nobody comes up positive later on. Nobody comes down with symptoms. It's tougher for the NHL, at least based on everything that I understand, to do that because they have so many teams up in Canada where everything is just different with COVID right now. How does this league move forward with those teams and in particular with the teams going up to Canada on these road trips? If players do test positive, how does that play into some of the decisions moving forward? Well, that's another great question. And, uh, you know, I think that's we saw it firsthand here. That's that's what the Blues are dealing with. I mean, they were in Canada. They were in Winnipeg and ready to, you know, move on over to Ontario to play uh, Ottawa and obviously Toronto uh, tomorrow. and. That's certainly not going to happen. And, you know, for, rightfully so. Some of these guys were concerned, you know, what if somebody winds up getting getting tested positive up there? Well, you know, it's, you know, different set of circumstances in Canada. You're going to have, you know, you're going to be stuck up there. You're going to be quarantined. You're going to be taken away from your families. And I think uh, from that standpoint, they were probably glad to get back to St. Louis. Uh, and you're you're going to be dealing with that, and that's that's I think where the league felt like, as opposed to some of you know the NFL, NBA, uh, baseball, obviously not dealing with anything right now during the off season. Uh, they got they got other issues they're dealing with too. But uh, you know I think that's where hockey comes into play here because you're dealing with so much as far as Canada is concerned. Now I know there's an NBA team in Canada, so uh, you know they're going to have to take a look at that as well. But uh, different set of circumstances to what you're dealing with here and what you're dealing with up there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a great question. I wish I had an answer for you guys, but I really don't. And I think that's why this is just going to continue to be a fluid situation until they get this figured out. Lou, is it far-fetched to try to relocate the Canadian teams to the States and you've got concerts, you've got college venues, you've got, uh, Oh, man, you got all kinds of things. NBA basketball, they share these venues. Is there, is there any way that that could possibly happen to try to get this season in? Boy, that's 
that's a tough one, Dan, to be honest with you. That, I think that would be a last resort because sure. that's, that's, that's just an area, you know, you're, you're going to, Canadian fans are so passionate. I mean, you saw it last week when Montreal became the first team to, uh, you know, they played a game against the Philadelphia Flyers and no fans. And uh, there was a pretty good outcry among Canadian fans. And we saw the situation they were in when they made the run to the Stanley Cup final. There were so many people outside of Bell Center just wanting to be a part of, uh, you know, something historic again for them. And uh, that I think that would be a last resort. But, you know, until something can get done, until, you know, we can as a society, you know, get a curb on this. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, I think, you know, I think everything is on the table. You know, you, you have to consider everything here. And I know that the league is, is set on getting in a full season here. And that's why I think they haven't taken any measures beyond what we're seeing with these four days right now, because, you know, they're trying to take baby steps here to, to see if there's anything that they can do uh, without jeopardizing uh, 82 games for all of these teams. So I, while I think uh, your idea is on the table, that would probably be a, one of the last resorts that they would, that they would rather not go down. Luke Horick is our guest here on 101 ESPN. He covers the Blues for NHL.com. You can give him a follow on Twitter at LCorak10. All right, Lou, I want to ask about the Blues because while I've been out for my honeymoon, this gentleman by the name of Charlie Lindgren has apparently become a theme. Um, I I don't know what's happening here because he's won five straight games. Uh, My co-host Alex Ferrario seems to believe this guy should have been starting over the weekend over the number one starter that he's been telling me is a top 10 goal goaltender all year in Jordan Bennington. Uh, what am I supposed to make of Charlie Lindgren? And does this guy have a real future here in St. Louis? Well, you guys are, you guys are tossing all the good questions out here. That, <laughs> that's, that's another one. I mean, did anybody see this uh, happening? No, no, not in a, not in a million years. I, I mean, was all over it, actually. Uh, <laughs> Lou, I, I knew this guy was going to come in and just emerge, and uh, we have a goalie controversy. It was no big deal, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. How could Mon- yeah? How could Montreal just uh, allow a guy like that to get away? It just, it just, it, it, it's amazing, you know. But uh, no, listen, um, it's a great story. But you know what? I think it's just a product of uh, of a guy that maybe didn't have a lot of success where he was at before. And he gets put, you get thrust into a different situation and things can change for you. I mean, a lot of it's about confidence and uh, you just get a sense and talking to this guy and just watching his mannerisms and watching the way he plays. There's just a belief when he's out there that, you know, he believes in the guys in front of him. And then once the guys in front of him saw what this guy was doing, it, it was, it was resonating back uh, towards him. You know, the team has confidence in him. So, um, to be honest with you, um, I actually thought it was the right call to get Bennington back in. I mean, listen, he's, he's missed seven, missed seven games. And now this, this shutdown, you know, of a few days is probably worse for him than anything because, you know, he probably needs to get games in and just to get himself back into a routine. But, uh, this is a dilemma right now. I mean, you know, you've got a guy that's playing well, a fan base that's really gravitated around him now. And you've got Billy Huso who's back on the ice, uh, I always said about goalies, you know, three's a crowd, and that's that's never truer than than at the goal goaltending position. So they're going to have to make a decision here, uh, what they're going to do with that. Um, you know, I don't think they anticipated this guy doing what he was doing, but what a great problem to have because let, let's face it, without 
his contributions and the guys that had to step in for the injured and the guys that were out due to COVID, uh, you know, Lord knows where this team would be at right now. But 7-2-3, and three, I believe, what, in their last 12 games, that's a pretty good run considering the guys that they've had out of the lineup. Lou, my final question would be about the Olympics. We got uh, official word today. NHL players will not participate in the Olympics. I don't think that's any surprise uh, for anybody. But is that going to be the time when they're going to try to just load it up if we're all playing games and say, look, even if we could send guys over there and if they tested positive, wouldn't have to quarantine for four to five weeks, that we just can't logistically do this because we got to get these games in and this is the two-week window to do it. A hundred percent. I mean, you're at, you're at what, 50 games and, you know, possibly being more, you know, that, that could get canceled here as, as we move along while everything is fluid. I mean, and you're right with the protocols that are supposedly were in place there. You could just get a ever growing sense from these players that the uncertainty just, you know, didn't, didn't fit what they wanted. And uh, while a lot of these guys are, are down about it, cause listen, you know, these guys take the Olympics pretty seriously. I mean, you know, and just talking to the few blues guys we talked to yesterday that were, you know, potential hopefuls for their respective countries. I mean, you know, they all have one common denominator here that, uh, you know, there's nothing like representing your country. And I think everybody would love that opportunity to get that chance. But with what we're dealing with here, uh, I think there's an understanding that uh, this just wasn't going to work out. You know, I think maybe, again, it's kind of a last resort. Some of these guys are maybe even hopeful that uh, the Olympics altogether wouldn't go off in 2022 and maybe get pushed back to 2023 and give them a little bit of a hope uh, again of maybe participating a year later. But, you know, that that probably isn't going to happen. So, uh, you know, you got to look ahead to 2026 now. And for, for some of these guys that maybe saw this as their last chance, it probably hits them hardest. But I think they understand that if they're going to get 82-game uh, season in, which is what all these guys want, you're going to have to use this window to make up a lot of these games now that are, are going to have to get rescheduled. Hey, Lou, as always, great uh, information on the Blues and the NHL. Appreciate your time. Have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll catch you up very soon. You too, guys. Have a good one. Take you, care. You too. That is uh, Lou Korak. Does a great job covering the uh, St. Louis Blues. We'll cross it over when we come back on 101 ESPN. Back to more of the Danny Mac Show with BK on 101 ESPN. A show change when you were gone, BK. Oh, yep. Should okay. I should I enlighten you here now, or do you, do you need to find out when the show happens? I I would imagine eleven to two. It was eleven to two, and it's now coined Tanner and Company. Okay, yeah. Tanner, I, I like T Bone <clears throat> and Company, but I I understand. And uh, you you're you're part of the company. You're not a frontliner anymore. I get it. I, Tanner's I, all over it. When you take two weeks off, <laughs> I, I think you lose all ability to be able to question such a move. Yes. Tanner and company. Isn't that right, T-Bone? That's right. T-Bone took over. Mm-hmm. The T-Bone takeover from yeah. from 11 to 2. Maybe that's the new the name of the show. takeover. I like that, too. I like it. Let's do it as long as your name of- is first, right? Yeah. Or if it's just the only one. Yeah, that's fine, too. Does that, the only one. Does, does that mean a, a change in your check? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, From what I understand, so. Tanner is making like afternoon money now in the middays. Is that oh, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Is that true, Tanner? Yeah, he, no. he got the he got the drive time slot. When you become the number have, one producer, a, Dan. I don't have a Peloton yet, so okay. no, it doesn't <laughs> put me there. That Peloton and I got in a fight last night. All right, we got BK and Ferrario coming up. Uh, you're back with Alex. What do you guys have coming up on the show? I don't know, Dan. I think we're going to talk about some hockey or something. Okay. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, uh, Charlie Lindgren, he's become a sensation here in St. Louis. I was listening on Monday, Dan. I was listening to the show because I, I thought I was coming back on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, we, we found out that you didn't. And then yeah. Tanner took a step down when our guest didn't appear. I'll be damned if mm-hmm. Alex Ferrario, in the open of the show on Monday... He said that Charlie Lindgren should get starts over his boy, Jordan Bennington. I've got some issues with that take. I'm not going there yet. Uh, I'm not going there with the guy that brought you the cup and all of a sudden you're out because of COVID and you're trying to get back. I'm not there yet. pipped while you're out in COVID? No. So we'll talk about that to open things up. Uh, We're going to get into a Ferrari 05 today. It is the illustrious return of the Ferrari 05. And the NBA, yesterday, Adam Silver had some really interesting comments on how they're going to push forward with COVID. He's come out and said, we're not shutting down. It's, I, I think at this point, with what we've seen from the NFL and the NBA it, it's very clear. We're just going to have to live with this thing. And now the question is, how do we do that? How does that happen in sports in the safest way possible? Uh, we'll talk about that coming up at the top of the 12 o'clock hour. So tomorrow, I was going to do it today, but then we got into your wedding and all that stuff, which was much better. But I uh, I thought we should get into like 10 storylines or 10 athletes. We can mix and match both okay. to look ahead for 2022. Ooh, there's a lot of stories here in St. Louis. Yeah, I, I mean, think that'd you be could kind of do fun. just like the top five Cardinal storylines. Absolutely, and it's, it's loaded. That's why I had five, and I was like, ah, I got to go to ten. I like so, it. So uh, I think that'd be fun. We'll do that tomorrow. Let's do it. All right, looking forward to that. Looking forward to your show. Great to have you back, and uh, congratulations once again. So, BK and Ferrario coming up next on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.